Hey there, creatives. I'm your host, Elisha Tatarera, and you're listening to another inspiring episode of For the Creatives. Today, we're joined by marketing expert David Lee Schneider, who will share his insights on the power of storytelling and authentic marketing in building successful brands. From his humble beginnings with HTML coding to helping clients around the world connect with their audience and building his own businesses, you won't want to miss this captivating conversation. So wherever you are, I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, David Lee Snyder to the For The Creatives podcast. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Um, So this is our second time recording um, this episode because I had a bit of a breakdown the first time we recorded. (laughs) Um, So round two, let's try this again. Um, So what do you do? Let's let's start there. (laughs) Okay. Very good question, Elijah. Um, and, you know, every day I have people asking me, obviously, like, what do you do for a living? And, and when I say marketing, yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's a challenge for people to understand because marketing means something different for, for everyone, right? Yeah. There's so many different fields of marketing, uh, whether it's web design and social media management or advertising in itself is, the, is a whole yeah. big industry. Yeah. Uh, there's SEO, you know, all that stuff, content creation. And um, really what I'm trying to do is to bring it all together and show business owners how they can connect the dots yeah. and make sense of the digital world and uh, build a foundation that's really using a lot of automation tools. Yeah. So it frees them up from having to manage their marketing themselves and they can really focus on running their business. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, I'd love to chat a bit more about that in a moment. Um, I'd really like this episode to be around some of your journey and some of your experiences, but also around how we can build successful brands through good storytelling um, and by being authentic, I guess, in our marketing and in our branding. So marketing can get a really bad rep these days. Um, I think the everyday consumer sometimes sees marketing as, you know, these big businesses or these big companies that are just trying to steal their privacy and steal their data. But I think marketing done well connects our solution, our like our business's service or product to the customer's needs in the moment um, and helps them actually solve a problem. So how do you define marketing? It's a big question. There's a few answers, but just your own. Yeah, I think as as business owners, you know, we know so much about our product and service and yeah. we, we're really aware of all the benefits, you know, and all the, the things that uh, set us apart from the competition and our why, why we started what we do. And I think our goal in marketing is really to to educate, you know, your people around our product and service and help them with their buying decision. Yeah. 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 So you've got, um, you know, well over a decade of experience working in your current, I think, business structure model. Is that correct? But then you've got more experience in that working in the whole, in the web design and marketing field. Um, when did you start? Yeah, really, I, I sort of started my fascination for for um, web design when I was in my teens. So 15, 16, I started developing websites, you know, the old-fashioned way, HTML yeah. codes. <laughs> and that was sort of when when the internet just got popular, right? And I had this fascination uh, with the idea that you could sit at home and you can build a website and anyone from around the world could yeah. open it up and, and look at it, right? Um, and as I got better, I had some friends ask me, you know, can you build a website for my parents? They have a business. And so I did all these little small jobs on the side. And what I realized is that once you have a a website up and running, then there's lots of other challenges, right? So then the question becomes, 
okay, I've got this beautiful website. How do I actually drive traffic to it? Yeah. Then once you get traffic, the question becomes, how do I capture that traffic? How do I turn these into leads, right? And then the next question then is, how do you follow up and actually turn that into business? Yeah. And yeah. so over the last decade, I've really spent sort of time in each of those areas and try to bring it all together and um, streamline things and help business owners yeah, connect the dots and show them how they can leverage their time better yeah. and use automated marketing strategies to really grow their business. Yeah, that's great. Connect the dots, I like that. Um, I still remember like, I mean, I started at a different time period getting into web design and development, but around the same age. And I was just fascinated at using like at the time Dreamweaver and like creating H- yes, HTML websites yeah. through that. But the fact that, yeah, you could create something and then like upload it to a host or you could put it on a website and people could see it. Yeah. But like you're saying from all around the world, like mm-hmm. your message or a part of what you've created could go out there. Um, and I think these days, you know, we're being constantly bombarded by advertisements and by at, yeah, just um, different messaging from all these different companies and businesses mm-hmm. and stuff. And some of them are just really repetitive and really, um, really repetitive and just the same old messages that were just getting thrown in our faces. And I think that by using, by using good storytelling, we can really connect our product, our service, whatever it is that we're selling to the customer who needs it in the moment they need it um, or around the time that they need it. So you've also got a personal brand um, and an agency brand. Um, What are the difference? What do you find the differences between them? Yeah, so, you know, I think it really depends um, what your end goal is. I mean, if yeah. you want to build a business that's uh, that can run without you, you're probably better off to go down the, um, like having a, a company face, right? Yeah. Um, but if you are the one really dealing with the customers and your business is built on your personal brand, then that's probably the better option, right? Um, and sometimes you want to have a, a hybrid between both because I, what I find is that, yeah, with the agency, we do deliver some of the, the services that we provide. Yeah. But um, the one people are doing business with is actually me as yeah. a person, right? Yeah. So it's a lot of times through that entry point where people get to know me yeah, and they meet me on a personal level and then business becomes secondary. So it's really about, I think nowadays people are looking more and more to do you know business with people rather than with a faceless company. Yeah. 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 And I've seen that in my own experience and with a lot of other people around me as well the power of yeah, using our personal brands um, to build up businesses and grow our brands. Um, I've also like myself, like when I was starting out in this field, I tried initially hiding behind a brand face, hiding behind like another name or a business mm. name. And for me, that was mainly at the time because I was trying to present this, like this image of like, you know, being a fully established company who had all together and knew what they were doing at the time, which wasn't exactly where I was at. And I think I found as I had this turning point, like a a couple of years ago, when I became more authentic and to where I was and Mm. to the skills I had and to what I actually wanted to go, who I actually wanted to help. That actually, as I recognize that within myself, that actually changed my brand messaging, that changed the direction I was going, that changed like how I presented my stuff to the world. And then when I connected with people and I was helping them, it just, I don't know, like everything that I, in my marketing and branding just felt more authentic felt more me because I wasn't trying to hide between behind this image. Like you're saying, like having a company or an agency is very powerful and there's depends what your end goal is and your purpose is. But I think that for most of us, like as early stage creators or entrepreneurs, using our being authentic to who we are and using our personal brand 
can be a massive tool to grow mm. whatever business we're trying to build. Absolutely. I think one of the biggest challenges when you're first starting out is to actually get that clarity yeah. on what it is that you're trying to do and who you want to serve, right? Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes when you start out, you think, you know, everyone is your potential customer, which is not true because you really, you, you don't want to do business with everyone. You want to yeah. do business with people where you can, you know, deliver value, you, you get a great result and people that are fun to work with as well, right? So and everyone's got their, their different tribe. Yeah. And I think the clearer you can get on who you want to serve and, and how you want to do it, what the vehicle is that you actually have to offer, um, the easier it will be to market yourself, right? Yeah. So for, if, for me, if I look at marketing, it's really like the fuel, yeah. To, to grow your business. If you look at your business as the vehicle, imagine you've only got one wheel at the front, right? And you're focused on putting more fuel into the car. It doesn't mean you go further or faster, right? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. you, you really need to build the foundation first. And one of those wheels is really getting very clear on, on what you have to offer, yeah. what your product or service looks like, and who you want to serve. And there needs to be also an overlap of, you know, there needs to be a need in the market as well. That's really important as well. Because yeah. if you have something of value or that's valuable to you, but there's not actually enough customers out there, then you can't really build a business on that either. So it's always important to keep that in mind as well. Yeah. Mm. Knowing there's a demand for what you're actually yes, yeah, yeah. selling. So validating your product is um, an important part early in the early stage of starting a business. Yeah. Which like sometimes starting out, especially if you're really passionate about an idea or a service or something that you're offering, you can be, it can be a bit hard because, you know, you, you're like, oh, like you've experienced a problem or, you know, a few other people have experienced this problem and need this solution or service or, um, or you're just passionate about whatever it is that you're selling. But there's like no one else out there that <laughs> wants to buy it. But sometimes I've just also found that it's not that there's no one out, out, no one out there that wants to buy it, but you're not marketing to the right people. Like you're saying, not everyone is your customer. Yes, absolutely. Um, so having the right, you know, having the right branding and having the right messaging and then you, understanding how marketing works can get you in front of those potential people that actually want or need your yeah, service. So when was your main brand born? Like at what point in time did you start going all in and building the brand that you have today? Yeah, probably... Um probably eight, nine years ago when I started um, Fly Social Digital. So, yeah. And I started out as a social media management company yeah. because uh, that was the time when you know social media was getting really popular and, and more companies were actually embracing it as a marketing tool. And what I found was that a lot of business owners struggled with creating content. And so we had different packages, you know, for posting two or three times a week, then to up seven times a week and creating all that content for the companies. The problem with that was though, that it was very hard to prove that the content was actually leading to, to new business. Yeah. Right? So, and yeah. it becomes very hard, a very hard business decision to invest a few hundred dollars a week or even a month if, um, you can't really have tangible results. And that taught me a really valuable lesson. So then I kind of became a little bit obsessed with finding ways to prove that what you do was actually resulting in business, right? Yeah. But I found that the only way to really do that is if you, at each stage, you are able to measure your success. Yeah. So when you create content, it's not so much about, you know, we, we often measure vanity, vanity um, metrics like likes, likes and, and comments. You know? yeah. So what we really should be looking at is how does our content um how many leads does it generate, right? And then from there, it's like how many of these leads um, 
do we end up having a conversation with or, you know, whatever the next step is. It might be different for different businesses. But then how many of those turn into an actual customer? Yeah. So I think being able to measure at each stage of the customer journey, that's um, a really important aspect because only then can you um, make a make a sound decision on whether the investment is worth it, right? Yeah. And going off of that, like if we don't have the right branding or the right messaging, we could be putting out all the content in the world and ma- it might be getting a bit of traction, but mm-hmm. yeah. I guess we'll probably find that it's not turning into results. So are you able to quickly explain the difference between branding and marketing? Yes. So I think generally speaking, if I look at branding, it's really creating an identity. It's how you want your customers to feel when they interact with your brand. Yeah. It's creating certain emotions. You know, how do you want your customers to feel when they, um, it's not just the logo, right? It's like when they navigate your website, yeah. Um, when they buy your product, you know, what's your 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 um, buying experience, right? Do you have like a customer experience laid out? So it's it's everything that's to do with how do you want customers to feel about your company? Yeah. Whereas marketing is how do you reach more of the right audience? How do you tap into their their interests and how do you get their attention? And how do you help them? To take the next step, yeah. I think that's another um, sort of big misconception when I when I talk to a lot of business owners is they think they need to go from uh, you know your customers not knowing who they are to making a sale. Yeah, but that's a really big stretch, right? Like sometimes people might not it might not be the right timing, it might not be the um, the right situation. You know, like there's lots of reasons for them not to buy right now. And yeah. it's said yeah. that only about three percent. Um, of customers at any given time are ready to buy right then and there, but most purchases actually happen after the f- between the fifth and the twelfth touch point. Yeah. So we need to create more touch points, right? And we we need to have a strategy to draw people into our world and then be able to reach out to them. And one way to do that is to build your database and have something like an email marketing strategy, for example, where you uh, have the ability to reach out to people again and again and educate them around different parts of your of your business and services yeah no i love that mm-hmm. and like i i get a bit excited about i guess marketing branding advertising because when it's done right it's so powerful and like i'm really passionate about supporting early like early stage uh, young creators or early stage creators entrepreneurs and if they can understand some more of these principles like understanding a bit more a bit more about branding a bit more about marketing a bit more about sales like people in this generation and the last generation have grown up with social media, most Mm. of them. So they've grown up in this space. They're usually a native to different platforms that are out there. The first ones to use it, to adopt them, and they know how they work. And I think we're seeing that this current and my generation is quite hands-on and savvy when it does come to like branding and stuff, but understanding a bit more of the marketing skills and strategy behind that can really help them know how to build their own brands and their own businesses um, a lot faster hmm. because if they're constantly putting out the wrong messaging to the wrong people or they're putting their, you know, whatever they're doing, they're just targeting the wrong um, audience, it's going to be, it's going to take a lot longer for them to grow. And as creators and entrepreneurs, like I think if we're clear about um, who we're serving, clear about what we're providing and we know how to, how and where to meet our audience, like we can build strong brands. But part of that with that storytelling side of things, like one, understanding our own story, but two, understanding the story of the person, the audience, the customer that we're actually serving. Um, the, I think the deeper we go in understanding those stories of our customers, the deeper we can sort of, I guess, meet them or connect with them. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the, the better you know your customer, the better you can 
um, tell stories that they actually relate to. Yeah. Um, and I think it's all about relating. You know, marketing is making it relatable. And um, that's how you draw people into your little world. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you, not too long ago, lived in Bundaberg. <laughs> Do we have to go there? Is that a curse word? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bundaberg is great. Um, but uh, like for a period of time when you were living there, you're working with several different businesses and you still work with some of them, I think, now. But very quickly, well, to me, it seemed very quickly. I think it was over maybe a couple of years, a few years, but you became known as the marketing guy. Like, I don't know. Have you probably not oh, aware I'm of this? But glad it uh, <laughs> came across that way. Yeah. Even as, yeah. even after you've left, you're known as the marketing guy. I will talk about marketing and there will be people that don't know that I know you who will be like, oh, and who think you still live there, by the way? Who <laughs> um, will be like, have you spoken to this guy? Like, it comes up in conversation. Like, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was referred to one of my amazing clients and they started talking. They, they I think I mentioned this to you one day, but I'm going to repeat it. So... I was, um, I met them at their business and they pulled out this printed A4 page and they're like, oh, I found these like amazing tips on like, I think social media content creation and something else. And it was your big face on the front. <laughs> it was like one of your guides or something yes, that yeah, you had made. Yeah. Oh, um, I think my, my uh, website checklist. Yeah. Something yes, like that. Yeah. They pulled it out and had been reading it and like, you know, um, had gone through it quite a bit. So yeah, your name comes up, comes up a lot when it comes to marketing because you've positioned yourself really well and done a good job at at showcasing what it is that you do, who it is that you serve, um, and why you're here. So on that, how do you help your clients, I guess, tell their story through marketing? Yeah. First of all, I think full disclosure, you know, sometimes it looks from the outside, like you've got everything figured out. I think as I built my own brand, you know, it was a lot of trial and error and a lot of things didn't work, you know, and it was really sort of work in progress. And I think it still is to some extent, right? Like it's never quite finished. There's always another level as well. But um, I guess to answer your question, like going to my clients, like we really look at, you know, who are they trying to attract? Who's the, the ideal customer? And the question I often ask my clients is, you know, if you could copy and paste one of your clients, like, you know, and most of the time they've worked in their business for a couple of years uh, before they come to me before they're ready to scale. And I asked them, you know, if you could bring to mind one of your best customers that paid on time, that you loved working with, you got perfect results for them and they raved about you after working with you, right? Yeah. Like who would that be? And every business has some kind of client that, you know, is the ideal client. So if you could copy and paste them, who would that be? And a lot of times they have a name that pops up in their mind. And then we look at, you know, we sort of examine that person. It's like what makes them such an ideal customer, you know, what stage of life are they in? Uh, what profession are they in? You know, what were they looking for when they came to, to you Yeah. or what have they tried before they actually found you? Right. And that didn't work maybe, or what if they tried that did work, but didn't quite deliver the full results or something. So it doesn't really matter what the business is, but I think it's, it's about getting really clear on who you're trying to attract and then create all your messaging, all your content around that particular person yeah. rather than having a very you know broad and generic uh, content strategy. Um, just go really specific and write as you would be writing to that particular that person. person, right? And it makes it so much easier to come up with the words when you've got their face in, in your mind and you yeah. write to yeah. them, right? Yeah, that's great. And there's two things that come to mind around that. One is um, something I watched on a video on a course that I did like ages ago. Um, They were just touching on marketing. I think it was a a startup course. And um, yeah, they were just saying um, like, if you're selling a hammer, for example, Mm. you're not selling 
I mean, you're selling the hammer, but in your advertising and your marketing, you're not selling the hammer. You're selling what the hammer is going to do for the person who needs it. Correct. So like yeah. that hammer might be for someone who needs to put a nail in a wall, but it's again, it's not just about putting a nail in the wall. It's about what they're going to put on that nail. Like if they're going to put a photo. Yeah, it might be the family. family picture. That's right. You know, yeah. so it's the, the emotional value. And once you understand that, you yeah. can craft your messaging and your content around the actual needs, you know, yeah. not, not yeah. the needs on the surface, but actually the deeper like desires that people have, right? And, you and can, that's that's the level where you start to connect with your customers, and um, where you where you try to attract, where you start to attract the right people. I think. Yeah, and I I love that. Um, and I think you know we talk about you know clients or customers. Um, usually in bit in the business world, but um, as a creator, like a content creator who like on TikTok or on Instagram or something, like a musician. Um, you wouldn't usually refer to your audience as a, a client, but it's the exact same thing. Like your mm. audience, the people who are listening to your music, like knowing who it is you're serving yeah, on a deeper level allows you to craft like such better messaging um, and actually get in front of them. And you're not just, you know, like you're saying, creating generic content and just like putting it out there to everyone, hoping a few people buy it. Mm. Yeah, that's great. So one of the questions um, that I've asked a few people now, and it's always an interesting response is, Let's say um, you had a billboard on like the busiest street in Brisbane here. What would it say? Like if you could get one message out to the world. I know we've been talking about marketing and like niching down to a specific audience. But now if you could get one message out to the most people ever, um, doesn't have to be business related. What would, what would you want to say? It's probably the reason why I love what I do. Yeah. And that's um, to empower people to to live a life they love. I think that's why I love business so much. It's yeah. really about helping people build a vehicle that allows them to do more of what they love, right? I think uh, so many business owners that I work with, they're so passionate about their, you know, whatever it is they, they yeah. deliver about their product or service. And that's the reason why they were drawn to go into business. It's yeah. not because they want, wanted to do marketing or passionate about business systems. And a lot of times it's not and... even so much about the money. You know, of, of course that's important. Yeah. I think it's really important to create a, a business that's sustainable, but underlying the underlying reason for people to often go into business, especially, you know, creatives and small business owners is because they have a passion for their product or service. Yeah. And um, yeah, what I try and do is really just help them to, um, to make the marketing side easier so they can spend more time, you know, looking after their customers and, and doing what they love. Yeah. I love that. Mm. That's really good. Um, digging a bit deeper into that, like, you know, from what you were saying there, there's so many business owners who are just struggling with all the changes um, when it comes to like digital platforms, social media, mm. everything. And, you know, it's not that they're not smart enough to understand them or to learn them, but the amount of hours or time it would take for them to go, you know, study up and research and be up to date on everything is just like, it's massive. So yeah, as a business owner, like who's not necessarily getting into business to, because they're passionate about that side mm. of things, the marketing side of things, having someone come alongside them is just like, is extremely valuable. Yeah. About that, the, the ever-changing landscape, right? I mean, a lot of agencies, they want you to believe that, you know, you, you always have to keep up with the latest trends and with the latest, latest um, shiny objects out there. But I actually have a very different yeah. mindset about that i think um if you look at marketing at the core it hasn't really changed in the last 100 years if you look at human psychology and why we purchase certain things right there's a yeah. an emotional um motivator 
always. It doesn't matter what the what the product or service is. I mean, there's certain industries where it's really, you know, if you in plumbing, it's not so much an emotional decision, <laughs> but you got to get the yeah, get the tap, yeah. you know, back running. Um, but in most for most businesses, there's always an emotional motivator, and it's really understanding the human psychology. What is it that drives people, and then telling stories around that. Like if if you look at you know the way marketing was done 50, 60 years ago, um, they printed an article in a newspaper. And it was very informative about a certain product, how it can make your life better, you know, what you what the results are yeah, that you can yeah. expect. And then at the bottom of the article, there would be like a little coupon that you could fill out to get a sample of that particular product or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. So it's the same strategy we utilize today, except the channel has changed, right? So when you go to a website and there's like uh, pop in your email address to get 10% off your first purchase, right? It's, yeah. it's yeah. the exact same strategy. And the fundamentals of marketing haven't actually changed that much. So I think if you're struggling with everything out there, with all the changes, just go back to basic and, and look at, you know, how can I apply these fundamentals in my business? Yeah, no, I do agree with you there. Um, and I think as you know as well, that the fundamentals may not have changes, changed as much, but the amount of um, messaging and the amount of advertising that we're seeing every day, like mm. has increased enormously. So, like, to stand out in that is hard, is, is harder, I would say, um, especially if you don't have a clear strategy mm. or you're not, you don't have clear brand messaging as well. Yeah, I think choosing your channels wisely is really yeah. important, you know, because um, if, if you've got a great message but you head out to the marketplace and shout it, you know, to everyone, you might not even get that great of a result, right? But if you, if you position yourself on a specific corner where you know that's where your ideal clients are and you only reach a few people, but really high quality people, you know, that might be much more effective. So I think just being selective of what platforms you choose yeah. is much smarter than trying to be everywhere and sort of do a um, yeah half job at it. Yeah. It's like Facebook, you know, they have paid ads, mm. paid ads. Um, and as a business, I've come across some people that have tried to just but a bit of a, a bit of a reasonable budget, um, but just target everyone. Mm. And like the the thinking of, yeah, just target everyone. And, you know, like hopefully, hopefully a good percentage of them will respond. Um, and I've usually, you know, taken them through a process where we've got go through and we actually create a customer profile and work out who their ideal customer is um, and then create a targeted campaign for that ideal mm. customer. And in one side as a consumer, it seems like um, it's, Sometimes I, I, you know, even even for me, sometimes feels like annoying that we companies have all this data and all this information about us. But on the other hand, like that when when brands and businesses do it right, like most of the time I see adverts of things that I actually want and things that I actually need to help me solve problems or issues or you know or just things that I just want because I want them. Um, because these brands know <laughs> that I'm the type of person or I'm their ideal customer who would actually buy that from them. Um, so I actually, I actually like that side of marketing. The fact that they actually do have that data. There's probably a whole other conversation there on big data and privacy and stuff. Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> no, but data is really, you know, a big part of marketing is actually understanding the data and yeah. putting it to use. I think, you know, there's so many, so much data we can collect these days, but you got to make sure that you actually use it yeah. in the right way. Yeah. And can be a very powerful tool for, especially small businesses, you know, to get Intel on who to target. Yeah. If there was a um, creator or an entrepreneur who walked into the room and was just like all over the place with like, they just didn't know what, who they were um, marketing to. They just didn't know where to start, where to go. Like it's quite broad, but what, where would you start with someone like that? 
they've got this service, whether it's a talent, a skill, a musician or something, mm. and they're trying to build this brand, but there's all these platforms and there's all these different tools that they could use. Like, I think before you start and invest a lot of time and budget into any kind of marketing, um, you really need to validate your product, right? You need to make sure that there's actually a market. And I think the best way to do that is to just go out in the in the real world yeah. and get customer feedback and ask people that you know and or that know you, um, you know, if they would buy your product and make a few sales that way. Yeah. And just yeah. validate it. And once you see, okay, this is actually working, you know, you you might find even that you have to tweak it a little bit to be able to scale, right? So you you want to make those changes first. And once you've got a product where you feel like, okay, this is ready to go, that's when you look at marketing to scale. Yeah. But most people, I think they want to start marketing too quickly before they've actually validated their, their actual product or service. Yeah. And going back to what you were saying before about how like marketing fundamentals haven't changed um, like over the decades. Mm. Yeah. Um, with TikTok, for example, there's so many people that are, without knowing it, they actually have been learning marketing skills and marketing strategy when it comes down to niching and like choosing a specific audience. Like you hear that a lot from a lot of like social media strategists who have been born from TikTok, who've just like, they've utilized TikTok, they've learned the platform, they've become successful on it. They've looked at the data, interpreted the data, found out what's worked, and now they're helping other people. Um, and one of the big things I've found is, yeah, niching down, which like we're aware of in a marketing world of like, you know, choosing a niche or choosing, you know, specific um, angle um, in your in your marketing, in your message, in your business. But a lot of people on TikTok have been, um, when they start out, intentionally testing multiple different types of content to see what works. And then when one thing does work or two things do work, they then start honing down in that and replicating that success. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's like this generation, like there's like a large portion of them are, I would say, very much natural, like savvy marketers in that sense, um, mm. without maybe knowing it as well. Um, so that is something that is impressive. I think sometimes though, they just need, and I need a bit of support around um where to go next or what gaps they're missing or mm. how to fill that in. Yeah, I think it's understanding um, the the strategy. Like what, yeah. what are you actually trying to achieve? It doesn't matter what platform you use. Yeah. I think the goal should always to get people off that platform yeah. and build your own database. Yeah. Right? Because platforms like Facebook and Instagram, um, they're they're in the business of selling advertising. So if you are using um, you know, if you've got a Facebook page as a business, in order to get the reach that you want, they want you to pay for it. So even if you've got a thousand likes on Facebook um, and you put a post out, uh, that doesn't mean that a thousand people will actually see it, right? 10 it's, people it's might see like, it. more like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 20, maybe if you're lucky, 50, right? But it's a very small percentage and it's gone down drastically over the last decade. Um, so I, th I think it's never a great strategy to build your business on either of those platforms. They're great tools. Yeah. Use them, pick the ones that you're really good at and you love. Um, and, and go crazy, but your goal should always be to drive people back to your website where you should have some kind of strategy in place to capture people, right? So um, always think about, you know, what is the next step in my marketing strategy? So if you put out a piece of content, ask yourself, what is the next step that I want someone to, to take? It might be a link, you know, linking back to one of your blog posts, or it yeah. might be um, to get a free download or a discount of some sort. But always ask yourself, what is the next step? Not what's the final step, but yeah. what is my next step? I think that's a much better strategy. No, I agree. And it's hard sometimes though, because like these platforms are constantly trying to find new ways to keep people on them and stop them from leaving. So on TikTok, for example, 
Um, there have been a lot of creators who have found that by putting a Linktree link in their bio or by mentioning Linktree or in their captions by saying, click on link in bio, their videos have either been flagged um, without reason or um, they've just had a lot of different things malfunctioning um, or they've just gotten no reach where they, they could be regularly getting like thousands of likes and views mm. and then suddenly that video is getting none. And I mean, there's tons of other reasons why, but I've just seen this consistently over the past few months of people talking out. So they're getting like super creative. People are like putting in, um, uh, they're doing those like, on TikTok. You can do like a green screen where you're talking in front of like a, a, um, an image from your phone or something. So putting an image of their profile with a link to the link in bio area and they're talking in front of it. So they're not, it's not in the caption. They're not talking about it, but it's there in the background. Um, but these platforms, which are trying to support creators, um, and you know, that's everything that they're saying that they're doing like TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, they're also trying to keep them inside their own networks. And that isn't always necessarily the best in the end for mm. these creators, because like you're saying, they don't own the data or their audience. And if these platforms, like we've seen, decide to change direction, or if they decide to like Facebook, when Facebook in the early days, um, as a business, if you posted something, it appeared in everyone's feed that you posted or not. Mm. Now, you know, I think everyone agrees that that got way too spammy and um, you were just seeing all these business posts like and constantly. It's also too much content now because yeah. we're following all these brands and pages and, you know, leaders in, in certain industries and the, the, the amount of content is just too too much. So it's impossible to show everything in your newsfeed and that's why they had to start to uh, really filter out, you know, what's most relevant and what yeah. is likely to get the most engagement because the more engagement Facebook or Instagram or TikTok ads, the more ads they can actually sell to businesses, right? So, and that's their whole purpose. So yeah, yeah it's in their best interest to to keep you on the platform. But for us as business owners, our goal should be to get people off those platforms yeah. to get their attention. You know, we want to get people's attention there, but then we want to drive them back into our own ecosystem and build our own list. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes like, especially early stage creators um, or content creators or, you know, people um, using TikTok to build a platform and selling some sort of service or product don't always see themselves as a business in a sense, but they're most of them operating like a form of a business model and they're making money and they're selling a service. Um, but I think sometimes if we don't, if they don't see themselves operating as a business, they won't actually apply business principles and strategy that work mm. um, to what they're doing. But um, yeah, and I'm still learning about the TikTok world, the TikTok space. <laughs> Um, and finding it really interesting. So I have one other question to ask. <laughs> this is the For the Creatives podcast. Um, and we talk a lot about, you know, creativity, uh, which I think plays a big part in, in branding and in marketing. But what does creativity mean to you? Yeah, I think I think as humans, you know, we, we have a, a natural drive to, to be creative in whatever capacity. And I think we, as children, we, we explore creativity and we we are drawn to to exploring and discovery, right? Yeah. But then I think over time, a lot of people lose that part of them. So it doesn't mean that they're not creative. I think we're all creative on some level, but I think it's just like a muscle, right? Like it's, yeah. the more you use it, the the more variations you find in in doing you know things in different ways. Yeah. And I think by training that muscle, we just get more creative in our thinking and it opens up opportunities. So I think, yeah, creativity for me equals creating new opportunities and thinking outside the box. Mm. Yeah, no, I like that. And um, with this conversation around marketing, if there, if there was 
one takeaway thing that you wanted people to take away from this? Like just one main thing, what would it be? <sighs> There's so many things, but I, I think probably one of the, when it comes to marketing, I yeah. think one of the biggest things that you got to do as a business owner is build your own list. Yeah. Um, it sounds very boring, I think, but it's such an important email list. Yeah. 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 And I think some people see email as outdated, but it's still working. It's still working. It's still one of the, the um, media that's really sort of driving the, the biggest return on investment. And um, the great thing is you, you own the data, right? We, we talked about Facebook earlier. Yeah. When you have a thousand followers, you can only reach about 20 to 50. Uh, when you have an email list of a thousand people and you send an email out, a thousand people will actually get that email. Of course, there's a different conversation around opening rates and click <laughs> rates and stuff like that. But um, you you own the list, and yeah. you can. It doesn't matter what comes along in the future. You can actually invite people to follow you on different platforms. So you can, you know, what we call cross pollinating yeah. in, in marketing, where you where you try to move people from one platform to the other. Yeah. And email is still a fantastic tool because it's not intrusive. And when people sign up for a certain product or service. They usually expect, you know, to get yeah. some kind of communication from you. And I think just ending on mm -hmm. this last thought around email marketing, like sometimes I've spoken to businesses where they just, they don't bother because they think that their email is just going to be another spam email in someone's folder. But mm -hmm. the thing is, if they have a proper marketing strategy and they're targeting customers who are interested or need or want their service or their product, there's a higher percentage or a higher chance that they're going to one enroll mm. into the email list and if they do enroll like you're saying they're more open to actually receiving what's mm. being the emails what's being said it, it all comes down to relevance right? yeah if you yeah. send emails that are not relevant to your audience then of course it's considered spam or you know like it's not not interesting like all the emails but, i get from those princes in nigeria about sending, <laughs> sending them money and becoming a millionaire <laughs> But if we, you know, as a business, we can actually uh, really understand what our customers need, yeah. our audience wants, you know, and, and give them that. Uh, so rather than, than sending a, a newsletter that's all yeah. about what's been happening in your business, you know, make it about them and, and say, you know, here's some tips how you can, you know, improve X or whatever. So, but really make it about your audience. Yeah. And the more relevant your emails are, the more people are going to respond to it. No, I love yeah. that. It's great. Well, thanks for coming on and having a bit of a marketing crash thanks course for having on me. this episode. Yeah. Um, if people do want to find uh, more about you or follow you, what is the best platform? Or if they want to join your email list, where do they go? You can go to my website, uh, davidleeschneider.com. Uh, you can also just Google David Marketing Brisbane. You'll find me. Nice, and, uh, of course. Yep. And uh, yeah, or find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, wherever. Awesome. And we'll put your link in the, in the bio as well. Awesome. Thank you, Elisha. It was great to be here. Thanks for coming on. And that's a wrap. A big thank you to our guest, David Lee Snyder, for sharing his expertise and having a conversation about storytelling and marketing. I hope you're feeling inspired to elevate your brand, connect with your audience, or, you know, try out a, a few different marketing strategies. I'm your host, Elisha Tatarera. Until next time, stay creative and keep making your mark on the world. Take